Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of God. It really is. I love it. Sunday is one of my favorite days, not just during football season, but every day because uh, we got to come to the house of God to worship. Amen. We come to get a chance to come to the house of God and get our praise on and, and, and leave our burdens down. How many of you guys during the week pick up burdens? We pick up burdens. We pick up all kinds of burdens. You pick up all kinds of worries. You pick up all kinds of stress, right? And, and it's a good thing to be able to come somewhere to give someone our burdens that can actually take our burdens. Amen? Because not everybody can take your burdens, but God can take your burdens. And the Bible even says to cast your cares on him, man, because he cares for you. And uh, So that's a good thing, amen. It's good that we have the house of God. It's good that we have the Lord, amen, that we can come to. You know, like Brother Manuel said, uh, the pastor edges in Colombia. And really quick, I just wanted to take some time to pray for our pastor because he's out there and you know, a different country, and he's out there ministering the gospel, and, and in these different, you know, countries, second and third world countries, it's a completely different kind of strongholds and principalities over there, amen? And so I just want to take a minute and just uh, pray for our pastor. Father, we just come before you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you for Pastor Reggie. We just pray a blessing upon him and Pastor Reuben, Father, a covering, my God, a protection upon them, an anointing that they would be your voice to Heavenly Father in these other countries, my God, for salvation and for your gospel. And we just thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for their work, and we just pray a blessing on their life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. They got this dance floor here today, man. I was ready to do some backspins during worship. I didn't know if I should be breakdancing or not, right? But amen. We're here in the house of God, and I'm not sure if you guys have been here for the last few weeks, you know, but Pastor Edgy's been ministering on some awesome things. If you guys haven't heard them, check out the podcast. All the sermons from Sunday are on the podcast. You definitely want to check them out. They're definitely the type of messages that we need to hear over and over. Sometimes the Word of God comes across and we catch some of it, but there's a lot of things that sometimes that we don't catch. And when we go to the podcast and we check out the messages, even if you miss the service, you could always check it out on the podcast. Amen. But this morning, I want to minister on keeping our faith alive, keeping our faith alive through tough times. Amen. And we turn our Bibles to the book of James, chapter number one, and in verse number two. Let me get an amen or I'm there. So I know you guys are with me. Amen. In the, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse number 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When you fall into various trials. Verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete and lacking nothing. Amen. Father, we just come before you, Lord, this morning in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the service. We lift it up to you, God. We just pray that you bless it more of you and less of me, my God, that your word, dear Heavenly Father, would just come forth anointed. And we just thank you, my God, this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So keeping our faith alive through tough times. You know, and and, uh, we're ministering on this topic because we go through so many different kind of times. And sometimes... Uh, actually, most of the times, life is pretty much good. Pretty much good. Life, for the most part, is pretty much good. 
and we have our faith and we have our, our belief in God and we have the word of God and we have what God is doing in our lives. And, and, we're, and we think about this all the time, you know, as Christians, your faith, uh, especially as you grow in your faith and you mature in your faith, your faith is, is, is kind of the, the biggest thing in your life. The reason why you do things is because you want to be pleasing to God. And the reason why you don't do something is because you want to be pleasing to God. Right? So we go about our lives and we're living out our faith and we're living what God is putting in our lives and we're coming to church and we're hearing the word of God and we open the Bible on our own and we begin to establish our faith. Our faith begins to grow, it begins to flourish and we're going about our life and we're living our faith. And like I said, most of the time it's good, you know, but when times get hard, sometimes we forget about the very thing that used to be the, the, the first in our lives is we forget about our faith. And we focus more on the very things that we go through instead of our faith. Instead of the thing that we've been building, the thing that we've been investing into, the thing that we've been surrendering, the thing that we've been giving our life over to. Because, you know, even though I don't know you guys, or a lot of you guys personally, I can tell uh, by, by some of you that I see you constantly when you come to church, I can tell when God is doing something in your life. Believe it or not. You can tell when God is doing something in your life. You, you, you see the brother when he first came in and you see the way he looks months later. You know that God is doing something in his life. You see the sister when she first walked in and now she looks like a completely different woman. Why? Because God is doing something in her life. There's a faith that's coming alive and it's producing life inside of you that, that it overflows into every part of who you are. Not only does it change you from the inside, but it changes you from the outside. The reason we're sad on the outside is because we're sad on the inside. But when God begins to change our inside, the outside even changes. Can I get an amen? Right? And if you've been here for the last few services, like I just said, you remember that Pastor Edgy was talking about building our lives. Right? He first talking about going to the next level. Right? In other words, we've been, at, uh, you examine yourself and you check yourself out and you know that you've been living at a certain level. And then you acknowledge and you want to challenge yourself to say, I want to live at a better level, a different standard, a higher standard. I'm going to raise the bar in my own life. And he was also talking about building our lives. Building our lives on our faith, building our lives on the gospel, building our lives on the word of God. And he talked about so many different things about building our lives. You know, the last couple of weeks, he came over here and he was talking about building the wall of our lives. And if you guys were here, he even had an awesome illustration because me, it's easy for me to understand something or I understand it more deeper when I have something visual. And he had a wall that was here and the wall was uh, not built. And because it was not built, it had so many gaps and so many openings. And, and, and he used that as illustration as our lives. And that our lives, you know, were broken because he used the book of Nehemiah and he talked about the wall and he began to build the wall. And he began to use, you know, his points that he was ministering on to build this wall. And as you begin to see him put brick by brick, you begin to see this wall being built. And you understand that when you begin to apply these things to your life, that your life really gets built. So it was really awesome. Right? So it's important that we learn to build our lives, not only because life has great things because life really does have great things for everybody. We don't only want to learn, our, uh, learn to build our lives because life has great things and God has great things for our lives that we don't want to miss out. 
But also because life has difficulties. Life has difficulties. You know, we just talked about how the majority of the time life is good. You know, life is good. And we go about our day and we're living our faith and growing our faith until the day that life gets hard. In the time that life gets hard, for some reason, it's the time that we don't do what we've been learning the whole time. You know, a few different weeks ago, I was ministering, on, and I said the thing that we should have done first, we did last. You know, sometimes we go through so many different kinds of trials. The Bible says that count it all joy when you go through trials of many different kinds. So we go through trials of many different kinds, and we do all these crazy things, and at the very end, we pray. At the very end, we seek God. At the very end, we go uh, to our pastor. And then at the very end, we get our answer. And we forget that we should have done that at the beginning. Right? And it's true. It happens to everybody. Regardless of how long you've been saved, you go to a point where you forget. You forget what you should be doing. You forget what's work. You forget what's proven. You forget what's being taught. Right? Tough times in life is something that no one could avoid. Right? Regardless how strong you are, because there's some people that are really strong. There's people that are really strong. You know? And as men, we're, we're this, I don't know, we come with this part that we're, we're supposed to be strong and we can't be weak. And we can't show any kind of weakness. And, it's, and it turns into a pride that doesn't let nothing come in and nothing come out because we're okay. Right? But women, women are strong. I'm telling you, women are strong. Have you ever seen a woman uh, ever go through something that they're, they're sometimes stronger than men? I've seen the sisters go through something that I would have cried and ran for, and they're standing strong in their faith. Can I get an amen? See, but life is, is also going to have difficulties and trials. Trials. That there's things that are going to come to try you. To try you not only in your faith, but to try the very things that you say. Have you ever said that you wanted to do something, regardless of what it was? I want to be better. I want to be different. I want to change. I want to change for myself. I want to change for God. I want to do this. I want to do some different thing. And the very moment that you try to walk in that new thing, everything comes to challenge the very thing you just said. And you're left with the decision, am I going to go this way or am I going to go that way? Because you're going to be challenged in the things that you say. See, so life has its difficulties and its trials, and it's not always a walk in the park. Right? Some of us could think of a handful of things that life brought our way that it just wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. It's not something I wanted. It's not even something I expected. And sometimes it's not even something we deserve. Right? When we go through trials and tribulations, trials of many kinds, Sometimes it's not even something we deserve. You know, Pastor Reggie's been using this scripture often lately, and and I wanted to put it in here. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. You could just write it down. But it says that the sun shines on the just, and and the sun shines on the unjust. But the rain also falls on the just, and the rain also falls on the unjust. So when the sun is shining, we all get to enjoy it. But when it's raining outside, unless you got an umbrella, we're all going to get wet. You see what I'm saying? So the Bible says the trials, the rain, falls on the unjust and on the just together alike. 
Which means that all of us are going to have a point in our life where we go through something, where the rain begins to fall, and we're going to be under the storm, under the weather. Right? Because sometimes we wonder why good things happen to bad people. And sometimes we wonder why bad things happen to good people. Or why bad things happen to saved people. Right? But the Bible tells us that the rain will fall on the unjust and on the just alike. And it says in our scripture that count it all joy when. Not if you go through trials, but when you go through trials. Not if you're going to go through trials. You are going to go through something. It's just a matter of when. You know, because we all live our lives at a different pace, at a different rhythm. And every individual here lives a completely different kind of life. Not all of us live the same life. You know, uh, if you guys watch the news, sometimes we're, we're watching the news and there's nothing worse than an unexpected storm that comes to a people or a town that was not prepared. Right. You see it all the time. You hear of a storm and it came through this town and it did something crazy and all the houses are knocked over and the streets are broken and everything uh, was damaged because of the storm. An unexpected storm came to somebody that wasn't prepared. You know, and this morning, that's why we want to minister on this topic, because we want to be prepared. We want to be prepared that when you go through something, when something comes to challenge you, comes to challenge your faith, comes to challenge who you are as a man, comes to challenge who you are as a woman, comes to challenge who you are as a family, that you're prepared. You know, but it's a little bit different when people expect the storm. Because when you expect the storm, you roll your windows up. <laughs> Does anybody forget to roll your windows up? I hate that. I do it all the time. You look at your weather forecast. It says it's going to rain. I leave my windows down. I wake up the next morning. My seats are all wet. That happens to me all the time. The other day when it started raining, it started raining like, a, like a late, like at 2 in the morning. I ran out there and I rolled my windows up. I said I should have listened to the forecast. You know, but when, when somebody's prepared, when you see that somebody's prepared, especially, and I'm using the, the illustration of a city. Right, You see that the, the, the fire department or whoever comes out and starts putting out the sandbags, starts blocking off all the roads that are going to get flooded because they know which roads get flooded. Right, But why do they do that? Why do they do that? Why do they begin to prepare and put the sandbags on the curbs and, the, and, 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 bring and barricade the, the, the streets that get flooded? And they do that to prevent damage. To prevent damage and so people don't get hurt. How many have experienced a storm that you didn't expect that caused some damage in your life? That somebody got hurt, whether it was you or whether it was somebody else because you didn't know how to react in your trial. Somebody got hurt. Damage was made. I mean, some some of the biggest mistakes that I make is not being able to control my tongue when I'm going through it. And we say things that we don't mean, and you wish that you can take it back, but the damage is done. Why? Because we went through a trial. Because something happened that you didn't expect, came to try who you say you were or who you wanted to be, right? And sometimes we see that we failed. And why did we fail? We failed because we didn't know that this trial was coming to test you, right? But trials are not bad because the Bible says right here, we read it in the book of James, 
It says, count it all joy when you go through various trials because these trials, it says, count it all joy when you fall into trials of many kind, knowing that the testing of your faith produces. So all these trials and all these things that we go through are designed to produce something out of you. It's designed to produce something out of you. Uh, you, you heard Pastor Reggie says, he says, when you go through a trial, God was supposed to manifest in your trial, but you manifested. And I could see so many different times in my life where that's true. This was a perfect opportunity for me to show that I'm changed and give God glory. But instead of letting God manifest in my situation, I manifested in my situation. And things got damaged and people got hurt. Amen. The Bible uses these words like storm and wind and floods to describe trials in our life. To to describe hardship. To describe challenges that that everybody's going to face one day. It, It uses those words. It says the winds came and the flood came and it hit the house. But because the house was built on the rock, the house stood. Right? The floods came, the winds came, and the house fell. And great was its fall because it was built on the sand. That's a, I got a little ahead of myself. That's a scripture I'm going to use. See, but the Bible uses those kind of words to describe trials. And hardships and challenges and tribulations. See, when it comes through tough times, and we have to check this out. Like when it comes through tough times, there's two different kinds of people. Because the title of this was keeping your faith alive through tough times. Keeping your faith alive through tough times. And when it comes through tough times, there's two kinds of people. One, there's those who let their faith die. And two, there's those who keep their faith alive. Well, you can clap. It's good. You know, I can tell you times where I let my faith die. I let something overcome me so bad that I just let my faith die. The very thing that I believe, I let it go and I didn't act on that. And there's times where I let my faith live. When through tough times, there's two types of people. Those who let their faith die and those who keep their faith alive. See, some of us have gone through some things. Some of us have gone through some hard things. That we didn't even realize how much we let our faith die until we had to revive it. Some of us have gone through some tough times that you didn't even realize how much you let your faith die until you had to come back and revive your faith. Yeah, you had to come back and by the time you realized it, you wanted to get back in the game and you were so much more behind than you had thought. You were so much more behind than you had thought because you let your faith die through the times of trial, through the times of testing, through the times of proving, through the times that it was supposed to produce something great in our lives. You didn't even realize how much you let your faith die until you had to actually revive it. You know, it's a lot easier to maintain something than it is to fix it. See, nowadays people don't even have grass no more because we're in a drought. But if you know anything about cleaning your yard, it's a lot easier to maintain your yard than it is to try to come clean it when it looks like a jungle. My wife always tells me it's easier to keep the house clean than to have to keep it cleaning over and over again. (laughs) I make a mess, I guess. 
I remember we used to talk, and she used to think that I was just like this immaculate, clean person because I was always cleaning. And when she, when we, you know, got married and we moved in together, she's like, what happened to the clean guy that's always cleaning? I go, no, I'm always cleaning because I'm always making a mess. <laughs> you had it backwards. I'm always making a mess. I'm always cleaning. That one was for free, I guess. See, but why do these happen during tough times? Why, why does this happen during tough times? Why do people let their faith die during tough times? Answer is easy because they're tough times. They're tough. Times get tough sometimes. I'm not talking about the tough day where you had to work a couple of hours extra overtime and you missed Thanksgiving turkey. You know, that's tough. No, but sometimes we really go through some tough times. There are some times that you will be tested and tried as a family. There are some times that you will be tested and tried as a man, as a man of God. There will be times that you are tested and tried as a woman of God. And it's hard because it's hard. See, and the thing about the tough times is this, is that we all know what our tough times are. Right? Everybody here, like I said, we're all different people. And we all have different types of tough times. But everybody here knows what their tough time is. Can I get a witness? I know what my tough times are. I know what comes to try me. And I know what thing causes me to fail over and over. And I would think that I would recognize its ugly face by now. Right? But we all know our own trials. To some of them, our trial is ourself. Our trial is ourself. Devil ain't got nothing on me. I can mess up my own life. <laughs> right? No, our, our self. I used to have like a 90-day routine. Everything was 90 days. I could do good for 90 days. I could hold a job for 90 days. I could complete a 90-day program. That was it. Don't ask me to do half a year or a year because I ain't going for it. But 90 days. And then I'll mess everything up. Something will come to try who I was who I proclaimed that I wanted to be, the change that I wanted to make, and I would fail my, myself. To some of it, it's family. You know, some of us, our trials are family. You know, one thing that, that, that I see a lot in the home is a date, a certain date. And it could be anything. The date a family member died. Sometimes it's really get hard to get over that tough time. But every time that date comes around, it's really hard for us to stand firm in our faith. To stand strong in, in, in the gospel. To stand strong in our faith. Right? Every time that time of year comes around, it gets tough. It could be our spouse. That every time we go through trials as a couple, we can't communicate. And it gets tough. And it gets hard. Every time we go through trials as a couple, it gets hard. And I can't communicate with you. And through the trials and through the hard times and through the things that are designed to make you stronger and cause you to persevere and designed to produce something in you, we throw it away. We'd rather run away then face it. We'd rather run than deal with it. You know, and there's two kinds of people. There's those that are fight, those that fight to keep their faith alive, 
and those that let their faith die. And, you know, I'm not just going to go through a few of them, but there's, there's, I mean, there's so many trials. Some people, it's finances. The only time that we go through something is when there's more month than money. And we stress out so bad that it's depressing. <laughs> no, it's, it's seriously depressing. Finances. It's the only time we go through it. That's the only time that we can't see ourselves standing firm in our faith. You know, one thing that we have to understand is that we all go through it. I want to say we all go through it. We all go through it. There's nobody that doesn't go through it regardless of how cool they look, how nice their car is, how nice they dress, how big their smile is, how nice their family picture is. Everybody goes through it. Yeah. Sometimes you see somebody's family picture, they just look perfect. You think that, it would, that that picture came with a frame. No, it didn't. That's them. They look really happy. But everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through it. You know, um, John chapter 16, verse 33, and I use this verse a lot, and I like it for two reasons. Because one, Jesus says in, in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, it says, in this world you'll have many troubles. In this world, you'll have many troubles. So first of all, Jesus tells you, in this world, you'll have many troubles. But then he says, comma, on the other hand, don't fear the world because I have overcome the world. You see that? He says, in this world, you're going to have troubles of all kinds. But don't fear the world because I've overcome the world. Our faith in Jesus, amen, even Jesus himself says you're going to go through so many different things, but don't be afraid at the things you're going to go through. They're designed to produce something in you. I have overcome those things when you got Jesus. That's one of my favorite things to say. I can't get over it. I can never get, never get over When you got Jesus, you got everything. You need strength. You got Jesus. Jesus is strong. You need courage, man. There's no one more courageous than Jesus who took the cross. Whatever you need, if you got Jesus, you got it all. Just name something and then put Jesus in there and you know you got it. Right? See, that's why Pastor did this series on building and covering the open areas of our life and building our life on prayer and commitment and being aware and being prepared. Right? Because we're all going to go through something one day. And we need to learn to build our life on those principles. We need to learn to build our life on prayer. We need to learn to build our life on being prepared. We need to learn to build our life on those things. Not only when it's good, because when it's good, it's all good. But for those tough times, that's why we need to learn. Amen. That's why it's so important that when we come to church, we, we, we listen. And we, and we apply the things that, that, that are being said. And we learn and we listen to the scriptures. And we go to the scriptures and we memorize the word of God. Because we need these things to build our life for those days that are not going to be so easy. Amen. See, because it's not what you go through necessarily. But it's how you go through it. It's not what you go through. That's going to determine what, whether your faith is alive or dead. It's not what you go through. There's a lot of people here that have gone through some tough times and their faith is on fire. It's not what you go through that determines whether your faith will be alive. It's how you go through it. It's how you go through it. See, the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says faith comes by hearing and by hearing of the word of God. Right? So here we are. We have all this word of God in us. How many of you guys got the word of God in you? 
man, I know I got the word of God in me. So here you are. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We have all this word in us. God is good. God is good what? So God is good all the time. We have the word of God in us. I'm blessed. Are you blessed? We're blessed. We have this word of God in us. We're blessed. God is good all the time. I'm saved. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. I I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. We have the word in us. And we're going about our life with the word in us. Most of the time it's good. And we go to that point where it gets tough. And on one hand, you got your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And on the other hand, you got your trial. And there's going to come to a point where your trial and in in your faith meet. Your trial is coming to meet your faith. Count it all joy when you go through trials of many kind for knowing that the testing of your faith. So on one hand, you have your faith, and on the other hand, you have your trial, your tough times. Now, these are going to meet, and one will always affect the other. One will always affect the other. Either your faith will affect your trial, or you will let your trial affect your faith. Or you will let your trial affect your faith. Either you will fight to keep your faith alive, and your faith will affect your tough times, See, Pastor Reggie told me this, and check this out. I want you guys to keep this. He said, Flaco, he says, you're going to have to learn to do the things that you don't want to do. You're going to need to learn to do the things that you don't want to do. When you're going through it, you don't want to pray. When you're going through it, you don't want to say, oh, hi, brother, how are you? God bless you. When you're going through it, you don't want to go talk to somebody. When you're going through it, you don't want to open your word. When you're going through it, you don't want to come to church. When you're going through it, you don't want to pray and get, your, get on your knees. And he told me when you're going, he says, you're going to have to learn to do the things that you don't want to do. See, because either you will fight to keep your faith alive and your faith will affect your trial. You know, some of you guys might be going through something today. Some of you guys might have just went through something and still don't know what to do. But eventually, all of us are going to go through something. And we're going to have to learn to do even the things that we don't want to do. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes you don't want to. And I remember that was the most, that was really, that was really valuable to me. He says, man, you're going to have to learn to do even the things that you don't want to do. Because sometimes we don't. I don't feel like it. But we need to learn. Or else you will let your faith die. And your tough time will affect your faith. I talked about it earlier in Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Where Jesus says. He talks about the two builders. The wise builder and the foolish builder. He says if anybody hears my word. And does them. Our faith, I'm more than a conqueror, I'm blessed. Going in and coming out, in the field, in the city, wherever I go, I'm blessed. If anybody who hears my word and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house on the rock. That when the storms came, the winds blew, and the flood came, the house stood. 
because it was built on the rock. But whoever hears these words of mine and does not do them, I will liken him or her unto a foolish person who built their house on the sand. That when the winds came and the flood came, the house fell. And the Bible even goes to say, and great was its fall because it built this house on the sand. See, in order to keep your faith alive, it's not what you go through, but how you go through it and what you do as you go through it. See, during tough times, we need to practice what we've learned. It's during tough times that we need to learn to practice how to stand. It's during tough times that we need to learn how to stand and build our lives and fight and fight for our faith and fight for what we believe and fight for what God has for you. Most of the time, people don't get what God has for them because they give up. And they give up in the middle of the fight. Count it all joy when you go through various trying, knowing that the trying of your faith produces patience. But you have to let patience have its perfect work. That you'll be complete and that you lack nothing. It might be awesome to lack nothing. You know, and, and the, the, the funny thing about it is that sometimes, you know, we go throughout our life and it's not hard to know what you run to, right? Because trouble will always make you run to something. Trials will always make you run to something. Think about it. When was the last time you went through something? You ran to something. You went somewhere. Hopefully it wasn't the liquor store. Hopefully it wasn't the house on the corner with the shoes hanging on the line. <laughs> you know what that means, right? Yeah, hopefully you didn't go there. When we go through trials, everybody runs to something. Hopefully you ran to your prayer closet. Hopefully you ran to Jesus. Come on. Hopefully you ran to a brother or a sister who is spiritual and can give you some good godly counsel and advice. Hopefully you ran there. Because it's not hard to know what you ran to. Because all you have to do is look at your tough times. All you have to do is look at your tough times and you can see where you run to. And if through your tough times you find your faith alive, then you, you know you're, you're running to God. Because your faith is alive. And if times get tough and you, and you find your faith more dead than alive then you're running to the wrong thing. If through trials and testing you find your faith more dead than alive, then you're running to the wrong thing. Because we should want to fight for our faith to stay alive. See, through our trials, we're supposed to come out stronger. Through your trials, you're supposed to come out better. Through your trials, you're supposed to come out more refined. Through our trials, we're supposed to come out wiser. We're not supposed to be making the same mistake over and over. There's something wrong if you're making the same mistake over and over. Now, if you made a mistake and it's a new mistake, hey, at least it was something new. You got some, you're learning something new. But if we're making the same mistake over and over, you're running to the wrong thing. We need to learn to keep our faith alive. 
a life flourishing on fire during tough times, during times that come to try who you are. We're supposed to come out better. See, the scripture says that the testing of our faith is supposed to produce patience or perseverance, your Bible might say. Perseverance means the ability to persevere or the ability to endure. The ability to endure. See, when you fight to keep your faith alive, it's almost like you can see your progress. The first time you broke. Second time you lasted two rounds. The third time you were in it till the fourth round. The fifth time, you weren't going to give up. And now you can go all the way and you're not going to give up. See, and we need to learn to fight like that to keep our faith alive because these trials are, are supposed to produce, produce endurance in us. See, through tough times in the world, they're just tough times. I don't know if you can remember that far back, but before you got saved, tough times were just tough times. I'll smile now and cry later, eh? Right? Oh, well, I'll smile now and cry later. You got the tattoo on your shoulder. That's how much tough times we go through. Because they, they, they don't do anything for you in the world. See, but in the faith, it has a purpose. In the faith, it has a purpose. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 22, it says that even the things that were meant to be bad... God used them for good. Even the things that were designed to be bad, it was a bad thing that happened. God used it for good. Keeping our faith alive during tough times. Let us all stand this morning. Because in the book of 2 Corinthians, and Pastor Edgy uses verse a lot recently also, chapter 13, verse 5, it says, Examine yourself. Examine yourself to see if you're of the faith. In other words, examine yourself to see if faith is found in you. Imagine through all the tough times and the trials that we go through, we take a time before we do anything dumb, before we do anything crazy, and examine ourselves to make sure that the faith is found in you. That faith is found in you to carry you through your tough times. That this tough time is not just for nothing, but it has a purpose. And its purpose is to produce something amazing in you. That after this, you're going to be so much better than you were before this. That after this trial, you're going to be so much better than you were yesterday. You know, and, and, and some of us, we really find ourselves in that place where we get tried by something and we realize that our faith comes out more dead than alive when we were tried by something and it shouldn't be that way our faith should come out more alive after the trial you know and and the altar is so awesome the altar is so awesome because the altar is always a place where you can come and make a covenant reestablish yourself you know, in the Old Testament, the, the, an altar was always made every time they wanted to make a covenant or every time they were about to approach something new because it was a landmark where they, where, they, where they remembered that at that place, they made a covenant with God and they were not going to go back to Egypt. 
Amen. And, th- and to this morning, I want to open up these altars so we can come and establish ourselves. You know, maybe you're going through something. Maybe you really are going through something right now. And you need to establish yourself in the thing that you're going through. Maybe you're not going through something, but you know what? You will one day. You know when's the best time to, to, to determine what your outcome is? Is before you go through it. Determine now that when you go through something that you're going to keep your faith alive. Determine now, even if you're not going through anything, determine now that when you do go through something, that your faith is going to be alive. That you're going to fight to keep your faith alive and you're going to do everything you want, everything you can to live a life that's pleasing to God. And I want to open up these altars for everybody to come and to say, you know what, regardless of what might be going on in my life, I'm going to keep my faith alive. I'm going to let this thing that's coming to test me have its way and let God have glory in what I'm going through that I might come out tested by the fire persevering through everything with the ability to endure whatever I go through.